Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Uh, okay, now let's so talk about it. I was not a fan of Riverside in the beginning. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't got time for this shit. I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Let me just stay with my Zoom. I yeah. can't do this. Yeah. It's too fancy, right? And then one of my fellow like podcasters, um, someone that I took the course that I learned podcasting with him and whatnot, he was like, shout out to Court. That's my boom. He's like, nah, dude, you got to give it a second chance. And I was like, <laughs> I don't really like to give anything a second chance. He's like, Girl, this is same. not the toxic man. Just do it. I was right. like, okay, fine. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Some things in life you need to give a second chance, but not a right. toxic man. <laughs> right and so I'm like all right here I go again round mm-hmm. two and ever since I did it like it's so much easier right. okay so like this already started recording so this is going to be part of it but here's yes. the thing okay <laughs> as as podcasters that we are we produce our own shows we record our own shows we edit our own shows we do all of that um comfort is a thing right yep. like once you become used to something mm. and you're comfortable something is a thing and I'm one that I, it's not that I get comfortable is that I find comfort in things. Absolutely. Right. And so if this is what's working for me. Like kind of like why fix something that's not broken mm-hmm. until there's something like new. And mm. so new things kind of get a little scary. I don't knock things until I try it, but yep. to actually try it, I have to be open-minded to it. Mm. And so this was one of those things where it was like, fuck, I gotta like learn something new, do it a little different. But guess what? This whole and this is not an ad. They are not paying. This is not sponsored. But y'all, Riverside, like it just it just it has just made it make it a lot easier for me. Yeah. For what fits to my schedule, my abilities, my capabilities, um, all the things. Yeah. So shout out to them on that. I heard that there's a lot of other great programs that I'm sure if I was to actually you know, dive into it, uh, it would be my life even easier. Like the one you told me about, I definitely heard great things about it. So yeah, yeah, that's That's the one that I learned from. But, you know, I just want to say what as you were talking, like something popped up in my head that being afraid of like change, it's so much more than just like starting a podcast, like you can just apply it to every single aspect of your life, right? If you really want to level up, if you really want to do the scary shit, You have to put yourself out there and you have to do the uncomfortable things if you really do want to make it to that next level. Starting a fucking podcast, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Luckily, I learned from my sister who has an amazing podcast. But, you know, to do it yourself, (laughs) it's like, oh, God. And then the imposter syndrome comes up and all this shit is like. If people are really even listening, you know, all this craziness that comes in our heads. But if you really want to do the scary shit, you have to do the scary shit and get out of your own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I love that you just highlighted something. You know, this is actually going to be episode 119. Okay. And I am, you know, 120 is going to be a solita episode. I'm I'm actually choosing to reflect a little bit on that one because mm. I have so many plans of what I tied into the whole podcasting space, my creative space, that I've had to hold on to it a little bit longer before mm-hmm. releasing certain things yeah. uh, because of certain um, transitions and contrasts that I was going through. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like in order for me to really deliver, I have to be in the right headspace. I have to yep. be in the right you know, energy and the right aura in the right moment. And not that it has to be perfect. No, that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. But I just, I have to really feel that it's right. 
And so one of those things was how I started in the podcasting. It was like the question of how the fuck do I do this? Because mm-hmm. I know I want to do it. I, yeah. I've been listening to them. I, I know there is something there for me to be able to share my stories and, and, and share microphones with others that have other stories that I could relate to. Yeah. Or, or I feel that maybe someone who is listening to a part of my story can relate more to their part of their story too, right? And Same I was girl. able to discover, you know, like, and I was able to discover, and again, not an ad space or anything, but always a, a gratitude idea to launch Academy. Um, Carla Womaris, my podcast coach, that, that was one of the things she said to why she created that. It was because mm-hmm. she started it off without having the resource of how to, mm-hmm. and she didn't want others to go through it. And so I'm talking about oh, almost three years ago, right? Where for one, the pricing was different, but you know, as Fat Joe said, <laughs> right. today's price is not today's it's price. It's not today's price, honey. Okay. And so I just want to give her that respect. Don't yeah. be acting or thinking like y'all going to get what I did. But mm-hmm. I just want to say that this space has evolved so much. And, yeah. and what is key to this is we may have learned how to start it, but then there's also the part to your point to not be scared of the changes or the evolution of it. You know, there's yep. so much to elevate in the space too. So it's definitely been it's definitely been a moment with this and, yeah. and, and with Riverside, but here we are today and we're yeah. ready to, to do this. And y'all, y'all already know, y'all be listening to the conversations here and I just be forgetting my intro. So welcome <laughs> back guys to another week <laughs> and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Miss D. And today we are joined with a very powerful voice. Like there was not going to be any other way I was going to do that intro, right? Oh my um, no, it is honestly, because I think out of 119 episodes, I've t- I've spoken a little bit here and there on certain things uh, that I've experienced myself. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode, and I believe it was episode, look at this, I believe it was episode 29, Fight or Flight, where mm-hmm. I detailed a little bit more as to what my experience was. Now, let me be very transparent on something, because for one, this is a trigger warning to anyone that may have experienced some form of any type of abuse in any form of relationship. And, you know, this is not going to be one of those episodes where it's about sadness or anything. This is about just raw talk. This yep. is what this platform is about. This is about feeling, being, un- being comfortable in, with uncomfortable conversations. And this is still uncomfortable conversations to many people, right? And there's different levels to it too. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because I don't want to shy away or invalidate anybody's experience of what it may have felt like for them or what it may have looked like for them. Right. Um, with my story and you know, something I've been transparent on too, it was with, um, my child's father, my ex-husband who I am very good friends with today. So let me just put that out there. Right. My level of experience in the space of being in an abusive relationship did not have to be physical for it to be abusive. Yep. There's many different levels to this. Yep. I want to say very safely that I am one of the fortunate people who was able to grow from that and learn from that with the same person mm-hmm. and understand that to what level of toxicity our relationship went, it went both ways. Yeah. And so I want to be transparent on that because I think it's important to understand that what this looks like looks like so many different things. Mm-hmm. And we do need to be very open-minded to what all of this could look like when it comes to living through, um, surviving and thriving from 
an abusive relationship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to make that very clear because I think it's fair to say that to be able to give everyone a, a chance to, to tell their story. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a, like I said, a very powerful guest here today and I've been doing the whole introductions, but I figure, especially when it's a podcaster, I'm gonna let them thrive and I'm gonna let them do their yes. intro too. So would my guest please introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation because literally everything that you just talked about is what I live and breathe with my own platform and my own podcast. So hi to everyone who's meeting me for the first time. My name is Leanne. I am the creator and host of the Watch Us Thrive podcast, which is really the same exact thing that Daisy has going on over here, right? I like to talk about really uncomfortable, taboo topics with several different guests and solo episodes that I also have. Um, I'm a domestic violence survivor and advocate. I started my podcast in, um, the, it's actually going to be a year on January 1st. Um, so yeah, it's my baby. It first started off with me sharing bits and pieces of my story and my life experiences, as well as sharing um, me going through and overcoming uh, a physically and emotionally abusive relationship. And since then, it's just grown into... Something so fucking magical. I hope I can curse on here. Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay perfect. Because yes. I'm from Jersey, so I curse. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, but yeah, I just feature a plethora of guests to come on to share their own life experiences. The thing that I really want to focus on around my platform is being raw and real, like you, vulnerable, mm. just talking about the shit that we go through that people like to keep quiet behind closed doors and don't want to bring up to the surface and are suffering in silence. I really want to be a voice for the voiceless and not just for survivors of domestic violence, even though that's like so near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Like anytime I meet a survivor sister or brother, I'm like, yo, like I love you. I feel you. I understand you. But at the end of the day, I really just want to create a safe space for us to have these conversations so that we don't feel so alone with whatever shit that we've gone through, whatever trauma, whether it's bullying or, you know, rape, incest, suicidal ideation, like a lot of heavy shit that people go through. But society has such this stigma around it, especially mental health in our communities, communities of color. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. just want to focus on bringing that shit up to the surface because there's so many people out there who are suffering in silence and the way in my opinion that we can start to change the narrative is to talk about it so that's a little bit about me love it i love it i love it i'm all for the talking points yes. of it all mm -hmm. and 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 the reason why yeah okay because if you know double dose of raw talk we're just gonna hit it like all the way raw right let's that sounds go bad, but i'm just let's gonna go. do it right <laughs> so so true moment because i'm gonna be transparent i'm gonna keep it all the way raw here i have told my story like i said about how it was so abusive towards me right my mm -hmm. my my ex-partner and and again i i two things could be the same right yes right. that was true over 13 years ago very toxic we were very young I'm going to be honest, it always looked to me like it was always done to me or I was always spoken to in this way and whatnot. Fast forward to some years in a conversation um, when trying to become amicable as co-parents, right? Because there was a point that I was just like, bro, sign your rights away. Yeah. And like, just like disappear, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, nah, I'm not doing that. That's my kid. I'm, I'm going to be involved. And we went through a whole roller coaster on that, right? Yeah. But 
I, I, I want to give credit where credit is due and having a conversation of where so much went wrong all around. It, it was a moment and it was a, it was a raw moment for me to realize that certain actions that yes, I did felt I, I did. And I engaged in was in defense, right. To, to the other party, it was also equally toxic and abusive. Mm. And one of the things I learned in that moment was how easy it is for both parties to become yep. abusive to one another. Yep. And that was an aha moment to me. Mm-hmm. It really was. Fast forward even further. And now I could lay it out in, in last week's part one and part two episodes, 117 and 118. I didn't give the, the deets on this, mm-hmm. but I actually ended up taking my son to Florida to surprise his dad for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately he's not so well. So it was a, a, a very pure moment that was organized by my, by me and my son's, um, bonus mom. And, you know, we are very amicable today, but there was actually a comment made while we were there. And I hope if they're listening, they don't get upset. Cause I actually thought it was funny. So I feel comfortable sharing it here. Um, and then I thought it wasn't funny. Cause I was like, damn shit. Right. right? But I said something about grabbing a knife to like help and a comment was oh yeah girl i know you like to grab knives mm. and mm-hmm. my son's father kind of looked at me like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i was like yeah yeah and in the moment it was a little bit of a giggle right, right? because it's it's a joke um you know kind of like laugh through my pain type mm-hmm. of thing but in another moment it was kind of like I, I was a little embarrassed, right? Because yeah. my son is now 15. Um, it's a reality of what toxic relationships could look like, abusive relationships could look like, of what it looks like when you feel like you're constantly abused, even if it's emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually even, mm-hmm. um, something I've been able to identify even recently. Yep. And you feel like you have no other choice but to be on the defense. And you you resort, as a female, for me at mm-hmm. least, well, he might be able to take me down or if I fight back, I'm not going to win here. So let me grab something. Right. And so in one of those moments many years ago, my go-to was a knife. Mm. And, you know, it was just kind of like those moments that, okay, look at us. We're able to like speak on this today. And right. I know today I don't ever want to be in a situation like that again. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a proud moment for me and and very, um, I want to say peaceful to see that there is happiness on the other party's side and that they've evolved and that they've changed and they've been able to carry out a very healthy relationship as well. Um, Because that's something that my son still steps into, right? That's also his family. And so I want to believe that my son is able to see that as well. But the truth is, that is not the case for everyone. The truth is, that is not as, as I want to say, for lack of better wording right now, such a smooth transition um, of growth for everyone. Because for some people, it's not just um, spiritual, mental, and emotional. There is actual physical involved. And this is something that I'm no stranger to because I've seen it. Um, I've seen it in others. I've seen it growing up. And, and, you know, when you grow up in certain neighborhoods, right, Um, you see certain things happening, you're exposed to them. And the truth is, we still stay quiet a lot about these things for a very long time. I felt like I had to stay quiet for what my experience was. And I felt like I couldn't say anything. Can I I ask you, why did you think that? 
Because I felt that for some people, again, for lack of knowledge, it mm-hmm. was kind of like, girl, that's not abuse. So that's yeah. nothing. Like, yeah. you didn't go through nothing. And when you're in that moment, you are going through something. You, for me, it was it was a dual experience. Mm-hmm. I actually got very sick. I was very, very sick. And I believe I shared this on this platform, but if I didn't, here we go. I got sick where I needed emergency surgery. But the surgery could not happen quickly because I was sick. Mm-hmm. Like literally the insides of my body, there was like acid killing me. Oh and gosh. I was hospitalized and I had to be hospitalized for two weeks wow. uh, to see if the swelling could be down, the treatment would work, and then there could be some form of surgery to be done. Mind you, a routine surgery for most. But for me, because I was so focused on everything else that was happening, I wasn't taking care of myself physically. Yeah. And girl, let me tell you, it was like one of my thinnest moments too, but I looked sick. Right. Despite one of my slimmest, thinnest moments, I looked sick. Right. right? And it was that level of stress that affected me towards my health. Plus everything else just because I was sick or I wasn't feeling well didn't mean the abuse didn't stop right I remember one time I had an episode Ooh, I'm gonna get raw I remember one time I had an episode and I ended up on the floor I was in so much pain I ended up like literally like on the floor and I I swear to you today now I passed out do you think that person came to check on me no that person didn't. And that's also part of the abuse. It's the lack of care too. Yep. It's the fact that they they don't in that moment don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You are not their first priority, you know? And so I want to feel comfortable enough to share that because like I said, I'm one of those rare stories. I'm one of those rare examples where we can actually um, talk about it together. Mm-hmm. We can see what we where, where it all went wrong, where we lived through a very toxic, abusive relationship mm-hmm. and where we both know we never want to be in that space again because we do both share a son that we don't ever want to expose him to that. Can because- I just say, like, that is so fucking powerful to have, <laughs> like, not only the accountability the accountability on your part, mm-hmm. but on his as well. And for you guys to have gone through some shit some real heavy shit and be Mm -hmm. able to come onto the other side of growth and healing and to be able to co-parent well and to have like this connection and this relationship for your entire family like before we even continue i just want to give kudos to the both of you because like you said that shit is unheard of my story is completely fucking different like my ex is in jail for what he did to me you know what i mean and I never got yeah. that that apology or that I'm sorry. Mm. Like none of that shit happened. I had to find that within me and that I'm still going through. You know what I mean? So mm. I just wanted to stop the conversation and just be like, yo, I'm giving you your flowers because that shit is hard. That's not easy. Yeah. You know? And but, thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. absolutely. And, and this is this is why I, I, I speak so freely on this because I think it is important to give that recognition where the mm-hmm. recognition is due because absolutely. it is the one heard of. Absolutely. Um, a lot of people just would like to move past things and move on and don't even give if you don't if you don't at least apologize for it, at least acknowledge it mm. and take the accountability. And a lot of people don't do that yep. in whatever the situation may be. And so I like to give that recognition to my son's father because there was also apologies there from both of us. There was. um, And and listen, the co-parenting goes up and down. There's so much. We're still learning through this. As he gets older, there's so many new things. But I I still like to give the recognition that through all the hurdles and all the things that we still go through, like that part of it, I'm I'm finally 
mm-hmm. really in a space where I'm coming to terms with that. That right. yeah, that's part of our story, right. you know. But but we've been able to get past that and evolve and grow as co-parents mm. and 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 um, what do you call it? Um, what's the type of family? Oh my God, it's at the tip a of my tongue. A blended family. Blended family. There yeah. you go. A blended family. So thank you for that. Um, and I want to dive right in. Usually we open up with the as raw as it gets. And um, and that's usually something that happens in the news or something like that. Um, that could be a little messy. Um, not as raw as it gets. Sorry. Raw mess of the week. And the raw mess of the week, I do want to highlight it because you just did something very important for me. And being that my experience is what it is. I want to highlight this. I think it's appropriate to what the conversation is. That's usually what we do in during the raw mess of the week. And I want to highlight uh, this whole rumor situation with why um, Chris Brown was not allowed to perform mm-hmm. in a recent. Um, yes, <laughs> I know. I, I want to be able to. I want to be able to highlight that. Okay. Um, I want to for a second take away the whole concept of oh, it's been that many years and all that right. stuff. I want to be able to highlight the fact that both parties that were involved in this situation have already given knowledge in, in recent years to what mm-hmm. happened back then. Both. Yep. Um, I am a true diehard Rihanna fan. Okay. And so for me, what happened back then was extremely hurtful. It, it was extremely, extremely hurtful. I believe it was what, 13 years ago. So it was like, yeah, 2009. I was kind of like going mm-hmm. through the same shit. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Around the same time. Right. And it was hurtful. It was so hurtful to see her go through this. It, you know, in that moment back then, it was definitely like, oh, my God, how can he do this to her? What the fuck? Like this, that, and the third, right? Yep. I would love to say I, I was one of those people that said, I saw this coming. I didn't because I was equally a Chris Brown friend, to, uh, to be honest. I was a fan of his. Yeah. You know, so I, I would love to say that I saw it coming. I didn't. Here we are today, Right. A couple of years ago, I, and I, I, I don't want to pinpoint exactly what social media page I saw, but I believe there was a posting about her, and he congratulated her onto there, and she also had made some form of commentary surrounding the fact like there was already forgiveness, and she has gone through all her fields. She has spoken in interviews. Um, he has been removed from several outlets, okay, several platforms, several outlets as a result of this, right? But I want to highlight. Take away the fame, take away their public figure status, mm-hmm. um, their their millionaire billionaire status, um, all the industries that they fulfill. Them just being two human beings. What is our feelings, and how do we feel about when people do come to terms um, with what their story is? They face it. They hold each other accountable. They said their apologies. Do we still hold that person? in contempt you know mm. do we still hold that person and by we i mean you know hey yep. the the court of public opinion do we still hold that person and i say that person because it could be either party to your point you have Absolutely. brothers who are domestic violence survivors too right mm-hmm. um we've got documentaries on bodybuilders and i don't know if you saw that one on netflix um sally the one who killed her husband um because she was a battered woman you know Mm -hmm. and some people say nah she set him up and there was interviews saying she set him up but that doesn't take away the fact that she was a battered woman so whatever whatever her defense was in that moment i'm not excusing the death or the murder i'm just saying let's put the facts out there she was a battered woman the facts out there are that rihanna was hurt right 
But to what extent and for how long does the, the court of public opinion um, have the ability to hold someone in contempt? What are your feelings on that, mm. Leanne? Oh, that's so good. It's, it's <laughs> I'm going to be so honest. Like, I am mm-hmm. a Chris Brown fan before okay. and after the whole situation. And mm. for me personally, it just depends on what has happened afterwards. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Has he continued to repeat the same toxic patterns over and over? Has he sat down and taken accountability? Has he shown that he has grown from that situation? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. for me, there's going to be a lot of people out there that like, they're just going to assume you're an abuser. You're a piece of shit. I fucking mm-hmm. hate you. I'm not going to support you. Cool. Right. That's your opinion. That's you. For me, because from what we have been able to see from social media and from media outlets and all those things, he's been like super fucking quiet and like mm-hmm. out of the way. Like, you know, the whole shit with Karuchi when they were breaking up, that was a fucking mess. He was still in his toxic era. We all had our toxic era. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, we've all been that crazy person, you know, chasing after your ex because they're over it, but you're not, you know, like mm-hmm. we're all human, right? But for me, like, he has just been so out of the way and just mm-hmm. focusing on creating his art and his music and sharing his truth and you know, all of these things that it's just like, yo, I see the growth mm-hmm. and, you know, you need to allow people, You well, let me rephrase that. You don't need to allow people a second chance, but for me, I have grown so much in my own healing journey that it would be hypocritical of me to not allow someone else the same chance. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So for yeah. me, I'm a Chris Brown fan. I love his fucking music. I see the growth. So yeah, it's fucked up. It's not taking away what he did. What he right. did at that time is wrong. It And she did not deserve that. But at the end of the day, the only two people who really know the full truth is Rihanna and Chris Brown, you know, A-F- and yes. the social media and the media, they like to paint this picture and we only know from what they are showing us, you know, but we don't know the mm-hmm. full truth except those two people. But for me, like, I think it's been long enough and he's shown the changes that I'm like, okay, you know, people can change, but it's really up right. to that person. You can't make someone change if they're not ready to. So that that's my two cents about it. It's probably not a popular opinion for a lot of people, but right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I love that you said that. I, and I want to be fair on this too. Mm-hmm. Um, because, um, Again, there's a reason and an intentional reason why I feel so comfortable in sharing my truth, right? Mm-hmm. And and the evolution of my truth. You know, there yeah. was once upon a time, um, you know, I used to look at it very one-sided. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And growing Me too, girl. up, yeah, and growing up, the majority of the time you saw domestic violence was totally tied up with the woman being um abused. Right. And it wasn't that there was not men who are going through that it was just men did not feel comfortable nor did they have the space to be able to speak on it yep right and we have to be able to change that i'm going to tell you why i have a son 
I have a son mm-hmm. that I realize is a very emotional Pisces gentleman. Mm-hmm. Okay, young gentleman. Yeah. He is very loving. He is full of love. He loves and he loves. My my son does. And I always say, Lord, help me be very respectful to any man I date. Help me never again fall into that toxicity because I would hate for my son to be ever in a situation yeah. because he loves so hard and so genuine yeah. because he's just one of those young men that a female that he may one day fall in love with thinks that she can do things to him that would mm-hmm. be equally wrong right. if it was the other way around you right. know and god forbid it was to ever lead into any form of abuse right and so that is definitely one of the things that has helped me see how easy it is that the same way it happens to women, it does happen to men. We just don't hear about it. It all ties into the mental health piece of it all, right? Men do not feel comfortable speaking on it. Mm. Men do not feel comfortable coming to the platform to say, how embarrassing is that, right? And that's something I've heard from men. How embarrassing is that? I'm going to come out and say, oh, she slapped me. Oh, she did this to me or she did that. I mean, there's just so much that happens and we've seen it, right, on social media mm-hmm. from, you know, regular, regular, smuggler people, but then also public figures, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot to to elaborate on that piece, but I wanted to shine light on it because there was just so much controversy on it. There were so many people who are like, yes, he doesn't need to be on the stage, like, you know, honoring no one. He's still, you know, responsible and this and other. Cool. I get it. If you feel so strongly about that, I get it. I hope that anybody that does can really stand ten toes on, you know, and with their feet really grounded on the, on the, on the floor and be able to feel that way and have that equal energy to every single moral aspect of this world. Yep. Um, because I find it that a lot of us who are very one-sided with certain things are very lenient to others. And by when I say we, I don't mean me and Leanne at this moment. I mean others. But yeah, right, that's right. my raw mess of the week. Yes. And we're going to dive right into the as raw as it gets. And I want to be able to highlight in this segment watch us thrive okay i want to know My baby. you love it right yeah this is watch it just us sounds thrive. so good like, oh it sounds really good i Girl, love it you don't know how long it took me to figure out that fucking name i was so stressed really? <laughs> you don't know how many times i was texting my sister like yo does this sound good does this is sound... she's like no try this try this and then lo and behold i came across watch us thrive and i was like that's it nobody got it i googled i did my research nobody had it I was yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. And and you felt it, right? <laughs> felt you, it. you felt it. Yep. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I've gotten the question of, you know, the why the double dose of all talk. Well, double dose came from the double D because of my yeah. breasts. But also, <laughs> uh, it's my first I name and my it. middle name initials. So yes. I had this friend. Shout out to him. If he ever listens, shout out to him, um, Joel. He's a, a, my, one of my compadres, but also a very good friend. And you know, he used to always call me double D, double D, double D, double D. But it was because, you know, I was, yeah. you know, very aggressive. And it just aligned with my initials. But I always used to, like, once people started hearing that, there was kind of like this concept of me. Like, Daisy always, she just comes with it. Like, Daisy just always says it like it is. And yes. and, and and it was just always like with that double D, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no. When I was thinking about this show uh, and the name that I wanted, right, um, I said it has to have something double. It's not just simple with me. There's right. there's always an added to it, an added, an amplified voice. And 
I don't know how it evolved into the dose, but it just kind of like when I sat here and talked about it, and I remember I was talking about it with one of my friends, and I remember I went like this. I said, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, mm, you're right. I, went like, <laughs> I love that. Yes. Un chin, un chin. Un chin, un poquito más. And I was like, it's like a dose. Like, and yeah. she was like, yes. And she was like, yes, bitch. That's the one. And I always knew I didn't want the whole real talk. I feel like um, the real talk, uh, a lot of people know how to be real, right, about who they are and whatnot. Right. I just don't know if people always feel comfortable enough to keep it raw. Mm. And, and it's real easy to keep it real, right? There's you a whole difference. on the surface. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other difference to be all the way raw about shit. And a lot of the rawness comes from you, Right. It comes yeah. from it's 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 easy to keep it real about other people and things mm-hmm. in life. But the rawness comes from you. So what's that rawness look like? And and I'm taking this moment to do this because Leanne just makes me feel so comfortable in doing this. The rawness comes in the moment where I'm able to sit here and hold myself accountable to shit mm. and hold myself responsible to shit yes. and be able to shine my own light on me for, for my downfalls and my pitfalls and all that other nonsense. Right. Mm. Yes. Um, let me do it for me before anybody feels like they have to do it for me because one thing's for one thing's for sure two things for certain if there's one thing i've always made sure i never encounter and i have is for anybody to feel that they could defame my name or my character or my brand on any type of situation so i'm gonna always speak my truth you can speak your shit however which way you want to in any narrative you want and that's fine i'm never gonna waste my energy in debunking that Mm. i'm just gonna speak my truth Mm. that's it she's preaching she is preaching and and I say that in yeah. so many levels. I say it in so many levels, whether it is your relationships or any type of situation. I really mean that. Speak your truth. Put your energy in what your truth is and not a debunking what anybody else has to say about you. Because yes. no one can take your truth away from you. Mm, and on, on that note, I want to dive into Watch Us Thrive and Your Truth yes. and Your Why. Mm. How did we get there? I, I know there's so much yeah. behind this. Yeah. But it but it's that amplified what it, it wasn't watch me thrive. Mm, it's watch mm. us thrive. Yes. So shine a little light on me on that. Share with me, <laughs> share with my listeners. How do we get there? Yes. So like I said, it's gonna be a year, January 1st of 2023, since I started this podcast. And originally my why was because I just came out of an abusive relationship. I literally escaped, came back mm. home lost my job, had no money, didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with my life. And I needed an outlet. I needed some way to get these feelings out of inside of me because Mm. for the past, I'm 34 now, but for the past 33 years of my life, that was my coping mechanism, shoving shit down, sweeping Mm. it under the rug, not acknowledging it, pretending like everything's okay. But when I'm by myself in my room in the dark corner, I'm fucking depressed, crying, miserable, hating life. Right. Mm. So I, after, you know, I left that relationship and I started my personal healing journey, I worked with a couple of life coaches and a psychologist, and I started to share my story with them, with these people that I trusted. And as I went through that process, I was like, I need to share this with people. I mm. cannot keep this shit to myself because I know I'm not the only one. Mm. And when I started, 
it was just me sharing my life experiences, my stories of other relationships that I was in, just me being a regular, degular, schmegular girl in Jersey, Mm -hmm. sharing my truth of overcoming toxic relationships. And the minute that I started sharing my story and creating my Instagram and posting all the time, little by little, people that I knew in my real life were reaching out to me, be like, oh my God, I went through that too. And, Mm. you know, they were sending me pictures of their own bruises and just saying like, yo, I was in a toxic relationship too. You're so brave. You're so brave. Then it started expanding to like globally, like people from United Kingdom, from fucking like Mm. all these people just started reaching out to me and saying, I'm a survivor too. Like I went through that too. And I was like, holy shit, I'm not the only one. And that's the thing with toxic relationships, domestic violence relationships. When you're in it, you feel like you're the only person. And you, for me, I didn't tell anybody until the night my life was almost taken away from me that that was what I was going through. And when I started my podcast, I was like, yo, I can't be the only person. I can't be the only one. And since then, it has grown into something so magical i've brought people on to share their own stories of what they've gone through what traumas they've gone through i've had people talk about you know attempted suicide i've had people talk about being sexually abused as a child i've had Mm -hmm. people talk about just so many things and life experiences that they've gone through and they're happy and proud to talk about it because they have grown so much from it and because they want to help people who are afraid to speak up who may have gone through similar situations but are ashamed and scared and afraid to talk about it and being able to hear other people share their own stories is so fucking empowering for me and that is the mission behind it like I joke around and I say it all the time like I want to be the Latina Dr. Phil like that is the big picture goal I want to have my own motherfucking show have people come on and talk about their shit and help them through it But my why at the end of the day is to create this place for people to talk about the shit that they don't want to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. Like, that's my slogan. Mm. That's my tagline. So, yeah, it's basically. Don't nobody nobody steal that, though, because I'm going to come after you. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm going to get a trademark, okay? (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, like exactly what you're doing. Like, we need to have more of these platforms especially and i want to drive this home in communities of color black Mm -hmm. latino asian whatever like there's such a stigma around Mm -hmm. mental health around trauma around going through shit and we're so conditioned to what's what happens in this house stays in this house and you Mm -hmm. don't speak about what you've gone through to other people no, that's how we continue the toxic cycle of bullshit. Somebody needs to be the generational trauma cycle breaker, and I'll be happy to fucking be that person. And mm-hmm. we need more spaces like that for people to feel safe to talk about what they've gone through because we all have a story. Absolutely. You know, I want to share something because the, this was okay. So this was part of the reason why I did things the way that I did. Mm-hmm. I am I am someone as a woman who has taken a whole journey, right, into Mm -hmm. feeling confident in her own skin and growing from, you know, what that experience was for her then, what her lowest point was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I share it on, I share it on my ebook. There's a little ebook just where I wanted to share a little bit of what my journey to self-love looked like, right? And it started from the divorce and the breakup and and leaving and all that other good stuff, right? 
Um, but where I am today, one of the things and one of the purposes to the show, and, and I kind of did it with the raw talk too, was because a lot of people who saw that piece, they thought it was a, a completely driven sexual podcast. And so here's the thing. As a human being, comfortable in my skin, I could bring all the energy and all the rawness here to talk about all things sex. But the thing is that society and us, the people, need to have that much energy the way we do to talk about shit like sex and mm. all the rawness surrounding it yep. to talk about other shit too, like the mental health and the abuse and the childhood traumas and the yep. stigmas yep. and all that shit. So when you could create spaces, talk all things sex, talk all things great and fun and music and all that stuff. I'm all for it, right? Yep. But let's also talk about all these other things mm -hmm. that the more we talk about it, the more we take away the stigma, because guess what? There's even so much stigma on sexual liberation, right? Mm, but because on. we put so much on the fun of it, mm -hmm. we are still allowing certain people to shame many of us who feel comfortable in our own skin to speak on that. And that's yeah. where the shame ties into the comfortability in speaking on mental health, childhood traumas, abuse, growing up in, in, in spaces and environments and with family members or friends who were abusing children. Yep. We need to be able to hold spaces for people that can come to have that discussion too. Because guess what? As the people, just because you see someone at 36, 37, or 38 living a far more peaceful and fulfilled life with a partner and children or what have you, doesn't take away whatever traumas they may have experienced when they mm -hmm. were younger or yep. years ago. Yep. A lot of people say, oh, well, you don't look depressed or mm. you don't look like any type of abuse happened to you. You don't know what that looks like. I, one of the things, one of the things that used to stand out to me a lot was when people would see a, a female, a woman, very comfortable in her own skin, showing her body, whatever. And God forbid that woman had a story to tell if she was ever raped. Mm. Real quick, it would be like, well, mm, what were you wearing? Or how were you? Or the, one thing has nothing to do with the other. Yep. You know, it, that, that person, that celebrity, or whoever that person may be, going on movies, wearing certain things, does not give the rite of passage for anybody to have ever raped her or touched her in violation of her right. Mm. Okay? That brings up a point, like a question that a lot of domestic violence um, survivors get is like why did you stay mm. and even my own mother asked me that question and I really like it triggered something in me to like not disrespect her and be like why the fuck mm -hmm. are you asking me that but like to educate people who ask that question that's not the question to ask you mm -hmm. that is victim blaming and victim shaming the question that needs to be asked is why does this person think it's okay to put hands on somebody why does mm -hmm. this person think it's okay to abuse somebody don't put it on the victim put it on the perpetrator who is committing the crime you know what i mean like that's how you start to shift the narrative in taking it away from the person who's having the abuse done to them and putting it on the on the person who is doing the abuse Absolutely. And mm -hmm. furthermore, to add to that, that's how you put the responsibility and the accountability on the perpetrator. Yep. And I can only hope that when we do that, 
maybe that perpetrator 10 years from now can also have a regular life and has changed and yep. isn't continuing that type of behavior exactly. and is able to build a family with whoever the hell it is that they want to and is not falling short once again yep. to what the expectations are of being a loving partner because let's not even go to the definition of love mm. y'all let's Girl. not because that definition looks like so many things and let me say this we're talking about lovers here there is abuse in friendships too Come there on. is abuse like we said in family members too at all work. sorts of different times <laughs> at work right there's so much of that yeah y'all i i love i'm not gonna say i love that you used it i love that you're so honest and so truthful in your story leanne says she escaped and i want to say this because you just said work i feel like i escaped from my last job into yep. a far more better workplace environment and relationship today. I felt like I escaped because it was so abusive. There was such a narcissistic leader there that was really abusive to everyone. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter who you were. Yeah. He was just like that. Um, but I want to bring it back to the escape part. Um, it, it, it got to the point where it was, it was either your life, on, life. On, on the line. Yeah. yeah. It got to that point. Yeah. Um, I want to shine light a little bit. Um, what does this look like? And now you are a mom. And how does that look like in continuing your journey as a mom? Right. Mm. Because you were able to escape. So you're able to continue yeah. also to journeys here, but also as a mother. Yeah. How does it look like the parenting and, and the motherhood for you as a domestic <sighs> violence survivor? Mm, I'm so glad you brought this up <laughs> and this is I want to give a little context before I get into that part mm -hmm. so I was living in Florida um, when I met my abusive ex and it didn't start off that way of course like every relationship in the beginning it's like rainbows and butterflies and oh my soulmate mm -hmm. I love you so much whatever so my daughter was not living with me she was back here in Jersey with mm -hmm. my um my parents yeah, I went out there to like try and establish myself, get shit together, and then I was gonna mm -hmm. send for her. August of 2020, my dad breaks his leg. <sighs> that was the start wow. of yeah, it was insane. He was on the roof of the garage, 60-something-year-old man, had no business being up there. He fell down, broke his leg. So long story short, my parents sent my daughter down to Florida with me while they were dealing with that situation. Oh and at that God. same time, I was living with my boyfriend. I met him April, the end of April 2020, and my daughter came in September 2020. So we were together for about five months. That was before any of the abuse happened. My daughter was mm -hmm. with me from September until the end of December 2020, and then she went back. And while she was staying with me, she did witness no physical abuse, but she did mm. hear the arguments we would argue so much yelling and screaming at each other behind closed doors but it's a one bedroom apartment like 800 square feet she's staying in the living room like you can literally hear everything it was very mm -hmm. fucking toxic so she was exposed to some mm -hmm. of it right mm -hmm. so now i want to get back to how the parenting was when I came in, it was the end of, no, it was the middle of March 2021 when I escaped that relationship and I came back home. Me and my daughter, maybe a couple weeks later, we, I was sitting in her room, we were having a conversation and she had, she was so raw and honest with me and she told me like, mm -hmm. yo, seeing and hearing that really fucked me up. 
Like it Mm. really, I thought I was going to lose my mom. Like I thought when everything happened, she was so fucking scared that she was going to lose me. And I had to, I told her everything. Like I literally told her every single thing that I went through from the beginning of that relationship to the night that I escaped. I didn't hold back one detail. She was 12 at the time. She's 13 Mm. this year. Yeah. So yeah. Very um, vulnerable age. Very, you know, it was just, I, I, me growing up, I didn't have that relationship with my mom to feel safe, to come to her, to talk about whatever shit that I gone through. For Mm -hmm. me, as I am a parent and I am a single mom, her father has not been in her life since she was two. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have the complete opposite relationship that me and my mom had growing up this is not Mm. to take away from my mom i love her she is an amazing woman Mm -hmm. she has her own shit that she deals with Mm -hmm. but for me i want to have this type of relationship that my daughter feels safe to come to me to tell me anything that she's going through Mm. whether it's it's at school a relationship she's failing a test you know she feels like shit about how she looks in the mirror like whatever it is I me and her I want her to have that safety and that trust that I didn't have growing up so for me what that looks like is having those uncomfortable conversations Mm -hmm. is telling her about the shit that I've gone through and showing her this is the shit that happened to me and I don't want you to repeat the cycle I don't want you to not love yourself to the point that you feel like you need to find validation in these toxic ass men who only give a fuck about one thing and we know what that one thing is and for you to get to the point that I was I never want my daughter to experience anything that I've gone through because it has taken me so long to get to the point that I have quote unquote healed from it. Even though the healing journey is never ending, mm-hmm. there's always mm-hmm. new thing, new levels that I'm going to have to reach. But for me, I've gotten to the point that I'm comfortable enough to talk about it with her. And I want her to continue that cycle when, if, and when she decides to have children down the line, like, this is how me and my mom were growing up. This is how it's going to be for me and you growing up and generations to come after that. So to answer your question, I hope I did, but it's just having an honest and raw and open, real conversations about everything, nothing being hidden behind closed doors. Like we talk about everything, every fucking thing. And I think that's Mm. so important. I love that you answered that and and, and focusing on what your purpose is with your parenting and your motherhood, because I, to be quite honest, and again, unpopular opinion to most and probably some shaming, I do the same with my kid. There's nothing my kid doesn't know. And my kid knows the story with his father. And you know, what's one of the things I take pride into my kid says, you, you both changed. Mm. You both are so different. You, Mm -hmm. you know, I see how dad is. With, with you know he calls her mom his stepmom he calls her mom he calls me mama he calls her mom because mm-hmm. i see how my dad is with my mom like he's not like that mom and and i'm happy he changed and you know yeah. what yes you should be happy and you should be proud yeah. that you're able to witness that and you're able to see that that your mom is here and, and you're able to see how your mom has ensured to never bring a space like that or an environment like that or a relationship like that into this home yeah there's only one relationship i did truly bring around my son mm-hmm. uh, he was much younger and this is someone who still checks up on him this is someone who 
will still tell me, let me know when you're around or whatever. Or he'll, if he is around, he'll call me, hey, can I come by and see him? Like, how are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't leave necessarily overall on bad, bad terms. Yeah. But there has always been a genuine care for my kid. And that's one thing I will say. The moments my son saw on that, I, w- I can say, you know, he saw something good. Yeah. I can't say he saw something bad because that has always been my fear. Right. That after leaving a certain type of a relationship that I may bring that to my son because mm. I had left it. Right. Yes. And I was more focused on, I don't want him to ever think it's okay to do that to someone. Yeah. I don't ever want him to see that and think, oh, that's normal. Like I'm supposed to treat a woman. I don't want that. Right. I don't, I don't ever want to be on that end of it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want him to ever get hurt or to right. ever be on the receiving. But realistically, I need him to understand what respect looks like to mm. any female, to any yep. woman, right? Yep. And and that's a constant conversation as a young man that he is, that I have to constantly have with him. And not that he ever does anything, right. but the conversation needs to continue. Absolutely. The reminders need to continue. It is my job and my duty as a parent. Mm. You have a space to tell me everything, but I also have the responsibility to address everything always, even if you're not doing it. Absolutely. That's my responsibility as a parent. Yeah. Um, thank you for highlighting that. Yeah. I, I just want to say um, one more thing. Yeah. My daughter came to me the other day. It was a couple of weeks ago and we, I forgot what, com- what conversation we were having, but it was like a really like deep conversation. And at the end of it, she was just like, you know, my, I just feel so safe and I feel like I can trust you and tell you everything. Like, this makes me so happy. And she had, like, the biggest smile on her face. And I was just like, damn, like, I'm really it. fucking doing that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I wished I had that growing up. But mm-hmm. just to see that we were able to have that conversation and it really, like, stuck with her. And she told me, like, yo, I feel safe and I trust you. What more can a mother ask for? You know? You're doing it. You're doing mm. it. You're doing it exactly what your purpose is. Yeah. You're doing it. And 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 I think that's something that's important to highlight because I think there's still a lot of conversations that are not being had with our kids. Yeah. Yep. Um and by our kids, I don't mean mine and Leanne's kids. I mean just are you Everybody. guys. Yep. I think there is a lot of conversation that we still tiptoe around. So many different topics. Um, one that I'm very passionate about is what is consent. Mm. Um Yes, we the need sex to have talk, those girl. Yes, yeah, and 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 the reason why is because, and I'm gonna keep it all the way raw. There is such a blur, gray area with between the no and the yes, and how it turns into abuse. Okay, yes. um, and and we need to have those conversations. I don't care if parents, oh well, sh- they're not supposed to be thinking about that now. True, they're probably not supposed to be thinking about that now. You're absolutely right, but the fact but is, they're l- talking let's be about realistic. it in school. Exactly exactly and especially with social media and this fucking thing that they're controlled by come on come on now yes we need to have these conversations if we tackle conversations specific conversations you have no idea how many other topics you are tackling and addressing without you even intentionally doing so you bring so much to light in having these conversations and so that was also part of part of the reason why I wanted to highlight that question and highlight that conversation because I think it's really important when it comes to um, watching us thrive, to be yes. honest with you. There's no other way to say that, but yes. that's really what it is. <laughs> There's so much to this. And, and, and that's why Leanne's here. Leanne has a purpose and her why. And if you guys go listen to her episodes, guys, you could just see how much you've been able to cover, mm-hmm. right? 
what came from this mm-hmm. has just like encompassed so much. You and have, we just getting started, honey. <laughs> that, that's right, and 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 that's what's so beautiful about yeah. your platform and in and in, in a sense your journey and your story yeah. that that's what it is yeah. um we're gonna go into the double or nothing and this is where i want to talk about you know that you did it um your community uh you gave us a little insight as to how far you've reached mm-hmm. but what does it look like with your community um and, and how it ties into what was your initial purpose and to what watching us thrive has become for you mm. Yeah, I think there's such a power in community and us sharing our stories and attracting the people who are meant to be in your life. I attended a virtual event that my sister hosted um, January of last year called Mana Fiesta. And it was just um, like a five or six day online event where different women came on to like you just manifest the the life that you want to live and do the work to make that shit happen. And in that event, I have I met so many amazing fucking women who are aligned in the same energy that I'm in. And some of them have been able to come on the show and share their own experiences. But mm. it is just so fucking powerful. One, sharing your story and two, attracting the people who are meant to who are meant for you. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm not for everybody. You're not for everybody. And that's perfectly fine because I don't want to be for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's where the, the authenticity doesn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to align and attract myself with the type of people who understand, sorry, that's my dog in the background, okay. um, who understand my vision, my purpose, my why, my reasoning, who support me, who listen every week, who comment, who share, who share my platform with other people. Like those are the type of people that I want in my corner. And that's what you need to do for whatever it is that is your vision, your purpose, your why. Find the people who are on the same wavelength as you. And also get rid of the people who are not syncing up with your your vision of wanting more. A lot of people are only in your life for a reason and a season, as cliche as it sounds. And some people can't come on to the next chapter of your life story with you. Yes, it's hard to end those relationships, even if they were family or like a best friend for 10 plus years, but they just only want to talk about, you know, the toxic relationship and going out and partying and you're over here trying to, you know, start a business and level up and do the shit like if you guys are not aligned, it is okay to cut ties. It is okay to chuck up the deuces and say like, you are a part of this chapter of my life, but it's time for me to exit stage left. And I've had to do that with some people and it's uncomfortable, but if you're really serious about taking your own personal development journey seriously, some of those people can't come with you to the next chapter of your life. And we need to normalize that too. Like, you don't need to stay connected to everyone because of this feeling of, oh, we I've known them for so long, so I need to mm. stay loyal to this definition of time. And that's something that I did, not with my last relationship that was physically abusive, but the relationship before that, I was with a toxic person and I was toxic, toxic as well. I'm taking the cal- accountability too, but I stayed loyal to this man on and off for eight and a half years because of having that thought of, 
oh, we've been together for so long. We've been through so much. You know, he was like a stepdad to my daughter, but Mm -hmm. it was just so fucking toxic and draining. And finally, I got to the point that I ended the relationship for good, but I stayed loyal for so long because of this definition of time. And that Mm -hmm. is a narrative that needs to change. If someone Mm -hmm. is not meant to be in your life and you're trying to reach that next level, please cut off the relationship. Yes, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. You're going to be sad. You might cry. But the bigger picture is so worth it. I have changed so much in this almost year of the person that I was to who I am now. And it's because I changed my circle. I changed the people who I allowed in to my energy. I got rid of the soul suckers that were in my life. And mm. that's just something that mm. you got to do. It's uncomfortable, but hey, you got to do it. Mm. I know, know you can I relate. Want... Oh, she knows. She's seen my face. She's like, yes. she's like da- Daisy's, Daisy's feeling every single part yes. of what I'm saying. Yes. You saw my face? It's that uh-huh. little line right there. It's inherited. <laughs> my dad has it and all of us do it. So yes. once you see it coming in, I'm like, mm. yes. <laughs> the more it gets, it's yes. like, oh, she really feeling it. Yes. Um, for the record, I just realized I ran into the next segment and I did. So this is the double or nothing. And, you know, Leanne just said us would double on that one. Let me just say that, <laughs> you know, for anybody who's tuning in and is, you know, for me, first time listener to the show and just see what this is like, um, you know, coming to hear what Leanne has to say. Um, welcome. But yeah, y'all getting to know all my little lines right here because she yes. hit it off. I want to say this. You know what's funny? Um, I I have I have felt every single one of those feels, mm-hmm. um, and, and I'm I'm gonna add, double or nothing. Um, I'm gonna add even the workplace environment. I've had mm-hmm. the workplace environment, the friend, the family member, the yep. lover, right? Um, and I can hold myself accountable to an extent of certain things that I felt short in, right? Yeah, or that I didn't fully. Um, deliver probably the way that I should have. Not mm-hmm. to say that I deserved anything that happened. No, it's just me holding myself accountable and giving myself my own responsibility yep. for certain things. Now, with that said, I can wholeheartedly say that the way this world works, the world will always show you the aftermath. Mm. one way or another for some people it's called karma right for some people it is um i like to call it you know the aftermath and the reason why i call it that is because i am actually one that is very afraid of karma because i've seen it Mm. i've seen i've seen it and Mm. and and as much as i used to call on it it was not a good feeling y'all when i saw it and i say it time and time again here it is not it's just when you see karma come back around mm-hmm. and, and sometimes on the three or 10 times harder, it is not a good feeling to see it. So I'm going to call it the aftermath. And I've mm-hmm. witnessed the aftermath in some situations um, involving the other party, involving the other side. And there's one particular person that I, I bear witness to what that person had created certain storylines, certain narratives, not just on me, but on someone else um, who we were once considered dear friends to this person. And to see almost two years later, to see them creating continued storylines, to see them creating narratives. And, 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 and I saw this, I saw the aftermath. It, it, it's social media works in funny ways hmm. and it, it landed on, on a feed. It did. Mm. And 
it was insane to me to see that. The things that, that I saw, it was just kind of like, wow. I want to bring that up because I feel that when we highlight, you know, knowing when to remove certain people, we have to hold ourselves accountable and responsible in realizing where time does nothing if the other party is not understanding their faults or their mm -hmm. wrongs or their flaws. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that you have to change those things. I just want to say that sometimes you can evolve and grow from those things, but you have to be able to recognize them. Yeah. And when people do not take any type of responsibility or accountability to things, when people are not able to admit to themselves where they may have been wrong, it is a problem. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. It is how toxicity brews. Mm. And and I don't mean by brews as in the black and blue. I mean by brewing coffee, y'all. Mm -hmm. It continues to brew every single day. Yeah. And this is why it's important to be able to identify this for yourself, for your peace, for your space, to know when it's time to remove certain people mm. or to remove yourself mm -hmm. so that you can be able to live a much healthier life. I... I, I am glad I came across that aftermath because it just confirmed to me that that person will never, ever mm. take responsibility for anything. Mm, and it's mm. sad. It's sad because yeah. it's a lot of years of friendship. A lot of years of friendship. Y'all, yeah. Leanne said 10. We talking. It was 20. Mm. 20 years of friendship. That's hard. Um, yeah. It's, it was, it's, been, it's, it's hard. It's hard to bear witness to that. It's hard to see it you know you hope people could learn something from things yeah there are just people out there who will just never learn yeah and we have to be able to recognize that and identify that and know if that is going to be at all compatible or mm -hmm. aligned with anything that you're working on with whatever mm -hmm. your purpose is or what your goals are because those are the things that will hold you Okay. You know, I, I want to share real quick a story of like the night that everything happened with my ex. Mm. Yes. I have the full story on my podcast for anyone who wants to listen to it, because if yes. I were to say it now, it would be like an, another two hours. But it's episode 10 for anyone who wants to listen. But beautiful. We'll link it. We'll yes, link it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yes. Long story short, the morning of when everything happened, I was going through some shit and me using social media as an outlet I wrote a post on my Facebook and it said something along the lines of like God please I'm going through so much and I just need this dark energy removed out of my life like I've reached my breaking point like I'm fucking tired something's got to give and I posted it then lo and behold the night that everything happened when I escaped that dark energy like I literally believe that God heard my message mm. and was like, okay, you're not going to leave yourself. Like you don't have the mental capacity to walk away from this relationship, but I see that you've reached this breaking point. So now we're going to shake some shit up and make it happen in a way that you're actually going to sit down and listen to me because you've been ignoring the red flags for so fucking long. And it had to happen in the way that it happened 
but I am so fucking grateful for it. And I can say that now, being that it it has been some time since it's happened, Mm -hmm. it'll be two years in March. But, you know, I just share that to say that, like, sometimes your world needs to be shaken up in order for you to really understand Mm. the message and there is yes and there's always (laughs) like my one of my life coaches that I work with shout out to Erica Kramer she's fucking amazing Mm. she said this quote that really stuck out to me that there is a message in the mess and Mm. you might not see it when you're in that season of chaos that we all experience but there is always a greater purpose behind everything that we go through and I know the night that I escaped when my life was almost taken from me it happened for a reason because I'm sitting here right now having this conversation with you. And mm-hmm. I know I survived that night for a reason. And God was th- with me that night and my angels were with me that night in order for me to sit here and share the story with you. So, you know, sometimes you're not going to be able to do it yourself. And I believe in God. There's a higher power for whoever's listening, whatever you believe in. But sometimes be careful what you ask for because that shit will happen. Trust and believe it will happen. We're, we're shaking tables yes <laughs> oh my table was shook flipped shook. <laughs> thrown across the room he was like bitch you gonna listen to me this time mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I asked yeah, for yeah, it yeah. I asked yeah. for it and I needed it because I knew I couldn't do it myself so yeah absolutely that's yeah. so dope thank you for sharing that absolutely. we will definitely um link it in the show notes if there's one thing about me everybody knows I love to link things in the show notes <laughs> So we'll be linking that specific episode because yeah. I do think it's important for everyone to understand to what extent this has come for Leanne and and for her community, who yeah. she has today, that is able to find some form of peace and comfort in mm-hmm. being able to listen to stories and say, mm, that was me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, shit, I'm not alone, right? Yes. So I, I, I want to be able to highlight that, too. So we'll be linking it in the show notes. Um, one last question in the double or nothing uh, for you. Mm-hmm. And and this I love this. But when we started recording, I said, oh, did you read the, the little, you know, short agenda? Listen, the whole damn thing just went in reverse. And that's okay, <laughs> because I love natural conversation. Yeah. And everybody who knows me knows I always... I always issue an agenda, but it's more so out of respect. I feel like I should respect my guests and just knowing like the little points I want to highlight. But listen, and anything for raw talk has to be natural and very organic. So that's why I didn't look at it. I was like, uh, no, I didn't. She's like, nah, she (laughs) asked me anything. Um, one last thing when it comes to community, Mm -hmm. how is it that you've been able to work through your healing to not allow other people's stories um to trigger you because mm. one of your goals is to be able to bring these stories to the platform for a discussion for a conversation you know keeping it all the way raw and mm-hmm. and I think it's beautiful right but how do we try and keep it from not triggering us because mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest in recent weeks I've had certain instances where I've been very triggered mm. me too past experiences and and these are like personal situations yeah and that's been hard it's been very very hard but here you are with a whole platform where that is part of the purpose is to bring these triggers to the platform to bring Mm -hmm. this raw conversation how do you work through that so it doesn't trigger you yeah oh i love that question i got triggered the other day so Mm. for anyone who doesn't know um jada pingan smith has this series on facebook called red table talk and oh, yeah. yes, 
And Ooh. the most recent episode featured Ashanti, the R&B singer, and her sister, who was a survivor of domestic violence. And watching that triggered the fuck out of me because the pictures and the videos mm-hmm. that they shared was so graphic. And it brought me right back to my relationship. And I was sitting there like hyperventilating. I was crying. I was like, holy shit, I haven't felt this way in a minute because mm-hmm. I have been able to work through those feelings of uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I, I was cl- clinically diagnosed um, with by my psychologist that I worked mm-hmm. with. So in that moment, I allowed myself to feel the feelings that were coming up and I mm. sat in it which is something that was so new for me because like I said earlier like for the first 33 years of my life I swept shit under the rug everything's great nothing's going on until I'm by myself and then I can let shit out but no one can know mm-hmm. so one of the tools that my psychologist shout out to Dr. Lambert he's fucking phenomenal he told me that he was like you have post-traumatic stress disorder, which is something very common for survivors of trauma, whatever kind of trauma it is, and triggers are going to come up. When those moments come up, allow yourself to feel the way that you're feeling. Close your eyes, give it a picture, see the face, whatever it is that you need to do. Be in that moment. But then when you're done, you're not going to stay there. You're going to imagine like a cloud passing by in the sky. You're releasing Mm. a balloon into the air. And that's the memory moving away. Right. Mm. And I was like, yo, that is so powerful for me. Like instead of running away from the triggers, instead of not acknowledging them, instead of being afraid of the triggers, I allow myself to be like, this is how I feel in this moment. And I'm not ashamed by feeling this way. Even though I've done so much growth and so much healing, I'm a fucking human being. What I went through was very fucking traumatic and it's okay. And I am safe and I am no Mm. longer in that situation. But for right now, this is how I'm feeling. I'm acknowledging it, but I'm not staying there. And that's Mm. something that is so powerful for me and my growth because I was and I can still be that type of person that when I go down a rabbit hole and those dark thoughts start coming up, I can mm-hmm. fucking go dark and mm-hmm. I can stay there and that shit can manifest in my life. But right. knowing the tools that I have now of speaking up when I'm feeling some type of way of acknowledging the feelings that are coming up in that moment of not staying there for too long, like allowing myself to have a sad girl day. Like I said, some days are sad girl days. Some some days are bad bitch days. And that's OK. <laughs> like having the 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 capacity to have both and not feel bad and not beat myself up for being like mm-hmm. damn it's been this long and i'm still feeling triggered by this you know i shouldn't be who fucking says you shouldn't be your journey mm-hmm. is your journey your story is hey. your story and if you want to cry and if you want to lay in bed all day and if you want to feel sorry for yourself if you want to feel like a victim do that shit do that do mm-hmm. that shit and not worry about what other people are going to think but my biggest piece of advice is once you're in that moment You cannot stay in that moment because if you do, Mm -hmm. that is when depression starts. That is Mm -hmm. when anxiety comes up. That's when all like it can just manifest into something so dark and negative that I've experienced myself. 
being able to acknowledge it but then move past it and mm-hmm. acknowledge that those moments will continue to come up but as long as you have the tools and as long as you're able to be like hey I don't feel good today this is what's going on I need some alone time or I need some space or I really mm-hmm. just don't want to talk about it about it right now but we can revisit it in a couple of hours or a couple of days that's the way that I've been able to move through my own shit that has come up I hope that's Amazing. helpful for anyone who's listening it is and and I'm <laughs> glad you shared that because um that looks very different that was very beautiful that you've been able to share um the expert mm-hmm. you know um method, oh I knew I couldn't uh, do it alone yeah I knew I couldn't yeah. do it alone and that's the thing like for me I'm such a headstrong person and I feel like I don't want to ask people for help because I Mm -hmm. felt like such a burden to so many people for so long in my life. So for me to be able to switch that narrative, like speaking up and asking for help and being like, yo, Mm -hmm. I can't do this alone. That has Mm -hmm. helped me so much. So fucking much. Yeah. Um, One of the things, um, you know, again, Leanne, because I knew we were going to have this type of conversation, I felt comfortable enough to share mm-hmm. um, with with two particular instances in recent months, recent weeks that um, I felt very, very triggered. One of the things and I've shared this on this platform, and, but I'll, you know, put it as a reminder. One of the methods I use and and this has been worked through with my therapist, but also um, and I haven't seen him in a long time, but shout out to my personal trainer, Rick. Um, <laughs> I, I do a lot of counting down. Right. Mm-hmm. When I'm getting to the finish line, mm-hmm. um, when I'm getting to that to that feeling of <sighs> relief, I completed this set. Right. Yeah. And so I've been able to incorporate that into a lot of my previous. I haven't had one in a very long time. Knock on wood. Um, you know, I haven't had one in a while. Panic attack or an anxiety attack. But mm-hmm. when I feel very triggered, I do the countdown. Yeah. I, I do the countdown in my head. I and I and I have a tendency, and it was funny, my sister said it the other day. I noticed like when you feel a way, you you sit back. She goes, and you start the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> she noticed yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, I did do that. She's like, Why do you do that? I said, Because I'm counting. And so mm. I'm I'm counting. I, I'm I don't wanna come off rude and act like I'm not paying attention because I am paying attention to what's right. going on. Right. But in my head, I do, I, I tend to, my posture changes a little bit and I kind of like sit back, mm. shoulders upright and all the way back. And it's, and it's in a way me making sure I keep control of myself mm-hmm. in that moment that it doesn't escalate into a panic or an, or an anxiety attack mm. and that I start my counting down. So in that moment when I'm feeling triggered, I'm counting down, you know, I'm breathing. So when I'm going that, mm-hmm. There's a breath in between that, that, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. it's not me shutting down. It's just me creating that focus that I need in that moment Yeah. so that I don't lose my shit right. and, and, and so that I don't lose myself. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Y'all losing your shit and losing yourself are two mm. completely different things. Yes. And that's don't what let I do that go me. over your head. Y'all don't let that go over mm-hmm. your head. No, <laughs> y'all, y'all better recognize, recognize that yeah. <laughs> the, the, the amount of 
self-awareness it takes mm. to know the difference between the two is, yep. is, is it's incredible. And mm. I had no idea until I learned about it. I think I learned about it about a year ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, those are two different things. Really? Mm. She's like, oh, yeah. She was like, no, it is. I'm, I'm yep. going to need you to sit sit down and let's talk about this. I said, <laughs> let's marinate okay. on that real quick. <laughs> and, and I had no idea. I was like, yeah. oh, copy. I got it now. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate you sharing so much, such a method. And I hope that it's something very powerful, equally powerful and beautiful and useful as a resource yeah. to several people here who are listening and tuning in. Or if you know anyone who could use that as a method, please share. Um, even just you taking me through that with the balloon, mm-hmm. there's such a release. And and I think that's essentially what it is, is that when yes. we're feeling triggered, we, we are able to come to terms with what that trigger is and what our story is, but be able to release it again. That's not called letting it go. Yes. That's called releasing it. There are two different things because newsflash we could never let it go we can just release it that's what we can do y'all we teaching y'all so much here and that's the thing yeah i just want to say one more thing that's the thing with trauma survivors right like your nervous system and there's so much science behind this is dysregulated and when you go through something traumatic Mm -hmm. like you're stuck in that fight flight fawn or freeze mode right so when those triggers come up it's bringing you back to like your body is like oh my god i'm in the same situation what am i gonna do and you you need to use those tools in order to remind your body and tell your body like Mm -hmm. i am safe I am yes. okay. I am not in this situation anymore. It is a work in progress. It is a practice. It's not just something that like, you know, you do it once and oh, I'm saved. I'm healed. No. In order mm. to continue healing from whatever it is that you've gone through. And when those triggers come up, like you just have to continue practicing and trying out different things. And even, you know, breathing is something that's very powerful for me too. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, I think my, my psychologist told me it was like the five, seven, five rule or something like that, or five, seven, seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've heard of um, that one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Meditating journaling getting those thoughts out whether you're a writer whether you want to use your voice notes to record and just dump everything out like there's so many tools out there to help you but it's a practice at the end of the day you Mm -hmm. need to continue working through it every single day and just be hold grace and space for yourself when those moments come up and know that they're not going to last forever yeah oh I love it. I love it. (laughs) All right. We're going to go into the overdose. And this is our last segment. And in the overdose, we tend to highlight something we are overjoyed with or completely over it. And this could be anything. It doesn't have to be relevant to the topics we've had here, but it's kind of like the release of the episode. Ooh, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the release. So anything at all. And it could be one or the other or both. So Leanne, do you want to share something you are either or? I'm going to keep it on topic because I just think this episode is amazing. What I'm overjoyed with is meeting you first and foremost and the the Instagram algorithm bringing us together. I think that's how we connected on Instagram and just having these type of conversation. It literally like tickles my vagina. party v brand yes yes like literally it this lights me up so much like 
just having these raw, honest, vulnerable ass conversations that I know are going to help people so much. Mm -hmm. Like just meeting like-minded people like you who understand the vision, who understand the goal, who are on the same frequency as I am. Like if I could do this every single day, well, I kind of am, but if I could do this literally like 24 hours a day, I would because it's just so needed. It's so yes. necessary. It's like there's so many broken people out here who are lacking and who need these type of spaces to feel safe and vulnerable and honest. And for us to be doing it, like I'm over the fucking moon. I could mm. talk to you for like the rest of the day <laughs> because Anytime. it's just, yes, it's just, and I need you on my show. Let's, let's, oh, yes. let's make that Anytime. happen. Yes. But yeah, I'm just so grateful to have had this opportunity to just share a little bit about who I am with you and your audience. And I just think, what we are doing is so fucking powerful and i know that we are creating a uh, a path for other people to be like yo they've been through some shit but look at them now like mm -hmm. if they fucking yes. did it i know i can do it and that is the purpose behind this brand this podcast this everything like showing you that there is so much more than what you've gone through and you don't need to allow yourself to be a victim of your circumstance yes you've gone through some shit yes it was painful yes it fucking broke you down but you don't need to stay there like look at That's you and look crazy. at me like we out here thriving okay we are yes <laughs> i'm with you yes that is so beautiful yes. i love that overjoyment yes. okay i'm not gonna make my sad but that's <laughs> That was beautiful. I love it. Oh my God. No. Well, because you know what it is? I, I think it takes a lot for people to be able to see that, you mm -hmm. know, and none, neither one of us are preaching any type of perfection. No, nothing is perfect. Y'all. I was just arguing with my, with my son's father, like a month ago. I was, I mean, it I was just it crying last week. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like don't I get was it like, twisted. you don't get it. I was like, you don't get it. This yes. is new to me. He's a teenage boy. I don't know what the hell to do. I was never yes. a teenage boy. Like yes. I only like them. I know. I don't know right. what it is to be them. Like that's right. it. I was like flipping. Right. Um, but, you know there's there's always something you know yeah. and you think that part of that is is really trying to look at not so much the positive but really the good mm -hmm. in certain things even in the ugliest mm. situations you know we 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 focus so much on when will it get better when will it get better and i'm gonna say we because i have i know me too. i have oh me too it, it's until i learned how to look at the good in something there there what am i learning here mm. let, let me start paying attention to, and let me take the notes let me mm. take the notes Come because on. something from here that looks so nasty so ugly there there's something good here that i know i'm going to be able to use later there's a message in the mess <laughs> always <laughs> and 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 i think that that's that's where where our platforms are are created i think that's where our voices are amplified i think that's where true conversation can really happen yep. if we start looking at the good in certain things not to say you don't look at what the bad is remember those are the facts exactly. i'm just saying let's try and look at the good in certain things mm. that can really help you to continue on right Amen. um thank you for that message that was so beautiful and i would be absolutely, absolutely humbled and honored to come on your show oh yeah girl um, i'm gonna send that email yes. real soon yes anytime <laughs> um 
I want to share something that I am overjoyed with. Yes. And one of the things I am extremely overjoyed with is being in a space where with nothing being perfect, with still certain hurdles and, and still certain up and downs and certain roller coasters and even things that are beyond my control or even control of my loved ones. I am truly, truly in a space of peacefulness. Mm, and come on. I want to say that because I want I want to be clear on this. We go through so much shit as just as human beings to, to everything that Leanne just said. But but there's so much, so much to feel successful in when you can mm. still feel at peace mm. with with everything that you're going through, learning from it, growing from it, living through it, thriving from it, all of it, all of it. Um, I'm still learning every day. Yes. Every day there is something, you know, every day there's still something that's harboring. Um, there's some good stuff going on. There's some not so good stuff going on, but I am at peace and I'm at peace for one reason. And I realized the peacefulness comes from you knowing what your true intentions are to this world, to your world, to Mm -hmm. your universe, to your love, to your heart, right? To your spirit and being so intentional and so truthful and so genuine, but most importantly, non-malicious I want to highlight that word. There's a reason why that everything that you do is really, truly pure of heart and kind of heart. You live a very peaceful life. Mm. You really do. Yes. Okay. And, and I'm shaking a little bit of a table here probably for some people yeah. because it's real easy sometimes for us to be so angry with other people. It's real easy for us to be so angry at certain situations. And sometimes we say some really fucked up things. Don't get it twisted. I'd be saying some really fucked up things. Yeah. I'd be envisioning myself like walking into places and fucking shit up. Like I'm not even going to lie. Yes. But I got to resort, you know, pull back a little bit and, and, and I pray on it. And I talk to the highest of highest powers out there, to my universe. I, I speak to myself, mm. right? Um, I do the counting backwards and, and counting down and the cool down. Everything that I do when I work out, I do it for me, right? And I come still to a place where I am at peace. I'm at mm. peace with what I've said. I'm at peace with what I've done because I know that what I said I meant, what I did I meant, and it was still pure of heart. There mm. was nothing, not a single bone in my body, not a single bloodstream in my insides that could ever say, damn, that was fucked up and that was malicious and that was with ill intent. And I wanted to say that because we're in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much going on, right, with with loved ones, with friendships and whatnot. And, and I think the way each one of us moves and lives our lives is is a true reflection of who we are as people. Yeah. And we need to keep that in mind as we choose during the holiday season who we love closing out this year and who we're going to continue to love welcoming in a new year. Mm-hmm. And it's an overjoyment. It's an overjoyment to know where my peace is mm. and for me to encourage it and to tell people to know where your peace is too yes. and to know how to move so beautifully in life not perfect just beautifully in life and in peace 
Mm. And that's my overjoyment. I'm so okay. happy for you. I can relate Thank so you. much. Like yes. I, I've been in this season of just really focusing on myself mm. for the first time in my life. And it is literally like, yo, Daisy, you don't understand the peace that I'm at right now. <laughs> this sense of calm that I have not had in so long because I've just been around so much toxicity and chaos. Mm-hmm. I will never fucking give away this feeling to anyone or anything ever the fuck again. I know mm-hmm. what it feels like now. Bitch, you can't tell me nothing. Ever. Nothing. Ever. <laughs> I know that. And if right. anyone no. tries to take it away... Bye. Not, we're not no. entertaining the bullshit. No, I'm locking yeah. my door. I lock yes. my door. I mean, okay. I have to lock my door, but I, I'm locking <laughs> my door to that. Is what I'm yes. saying. No, yes. no, just know know exactly what that is for you, mm-hmm. and you're really gonna be able to feel in peace. And and that's not to say you're not gonna feel hurt. You're not gonna feel pain. Right. When life happens, life happens, and, and you're gonna feel all of that. And you're gonna ask your millions of questions. You're probably gonna say, "God, why? Mm-hmm. Why us? Why me?" But that shouldn't shake away your peace yep. or to who you are. Because yep. remember, there's always going to be things we can't control. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be things that are going to turn, not only shake the table, but turn our lives upside down. Yeah. But is your life still in peace? Mm. That's on. it. That's the part. That okay? is the sermon for today, ladies and gentlemen. That's the sermon. It's <laughs> Sunday. We record it on a Sunday. Okay. Y'all gotta be hitting y'all with my Sunday sermons when I record on Sundays. Hello. All right. Well, Leanne, it was amazing to have you on this yes. episode, on this Thank show. You. I'm you. so grateful for you coming on this platform, sharing your story, sharing your gems and your offerings. Um, can you please tell my listeners where they can follow you and find you, stream your episodes, and get to know Julianis. Yes, thank you so much once again for having me. This has been amazing. This literally like just made my Sunday. So thank you. Um, you can follow me. I'm primarily on Instagram. That is my home. Mm-hmm. That's where I love to show up. Uh, Watch a Thrive Podcast is the username. I'm also on TikTok under the same handle. Watch a Thrive Podcast. Okay. I'm on uh, YouTube as well, but it hasn't like I just started it. There's nothing on there, but that's my plan for 2023. Also okay. on Twitter, W-U-T podcast underscore, and my beautiful website that went live like a month ago. I'm so beautiful. happy with it. Thank you. <laughs> W-U-T podcast.com. That's where I have all of my episodes. I have blog posts on there that I need to work a little bit more on, but that's the goal for 2023. Yes. Um, and you can listen to my podcast. It's called Watch Us Thrive. It's literally everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever you love listening to podcasts. I drop brand new episodes every Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And sometimes I throw in an occasional bonus episode in between, usually okay. on Fridays. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Amazing. Oh, I loved having you here. And I, I always you. say this with all my guests, um, but I really mean it. This is not the last time you're going to hear from Leanne oh, on no. the show. Mm-hmm. No, we just, got a lot you know, more we can I, talk about, honey. Yeah, and it's been a while <laughs> since I've said that about people, but I really mean that. My oh. guests really always come back. There's like a few people I need to like hit up again. Like, I see you. Yes. We need to come back. So yes. we Whenever will definitely. Ready, baby. <laughs> absolutely. And as always, guys, this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, Misty, and you guys will tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. 
to subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you later. Bye.